This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. They must be popping the champagne corks at Ford's headquarters today. Consumer Reports just picked the Ford Mustang Mach-E as the best electric car in the market, and it knocked the Tesla Model 3 off the top spot. CR was especially impressed with the driver monitoring system for the Mach-E's Blue Cruise semi-autonomous driving system. What CR liked, and I quote, it gives appropriate warnings when the driver looks away from the road for too long. CR also liked the styling and the fact that it's fun to drive. Other vehicles that make the 10 top picks list this year include the Nissan Sentra and Rogue Sport, the Toyota Prius and RAV4 Prime, the Lexus RX, the Honda Accord and Ridgeline, the Subaru Forester, and the Kia Telluride. We didn't think that new car prices were going to go down anytime soon, and now Mike Manley, the CEO of AutoNation, which sells more cars and trucks than anyone else in the U.S., says don't expect big discounts on new vehicles going forward, even when production levels return to normal. New car prices have soared because of light inventory caused by the chip shortage, and automakers and dealers are raking in record profits because they're charging top dollar for everything they sell. And earlier this week, we reported that 82% of new car buyers in the U.S. in January paid over MSRP. And even in China, car buyers are super sensitive to vehicle subsidies. Sales of NEVs, or new energy vehicles, fell over 18% last month when the Chinese government cut EV subsidies by 30%. NEVs include hybrids, PHEVs, BEVs, and fuel cell vehicles. And one reason sales dropped in January is that buyers rushed into showrooms in December to snap up an EV before the subsidies were cut. And here's our AutoLine insight. China's policy is to slowly wean consumers off subsidies because in the long run, the government doesn't want to keep footing the bill for sales of electric cars. And it wants to put more pressure on automakers to figure out how to compete on their own. And to paraphrase Nietzsche, The famous philosopher, if it doesn't kill you, it will only make you stronger. Well, okay, now it's Honda's turn. It too announced that it's going to turn into a mobility company. It didn't go into many details, but we can expect things like more electrification, OTAs, in-car purchases, and mobility services. And Honda is picking a new leader to oversee the change. Chairman Toshiaki Mikoshiba is stepping down and is being replaced by Seiji Kuraishi. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. Renault turned a profit for the first time in three years. It put 967 million euros to the bottom line for 2021. That's over a billion dollars. And just to show it's not going to follow everyone else with a battery electric car, it teased us with this concept that's powered by an IC hydrogen engine. Meanwhile, Renault's alliance partner Nissan is going to sink half a billion dollars into its assembly plant in Canton, Mississippi to make electric cars for itself and Infiniti. The money will go towards converting one of two assembly lines so it can build both combustion and electric vehicles, as well as retraining 2,000 of its 5,000 employees and to build a new area for battery assembly. 
But Nissan is also looking for a new location to build a battery factory in the U.S., which it says should be soon. Here's our Autoline Insight. Nissan already had a battery plant in the U.S. It opened in Tennessee in 2012 to make batteries for the Leaf, but it sold it off in 2018. It's probably kicking itself because it sure sounds like it could use it now. Recycling tires just took a big step forward. Bridgestone and Japanese energy company Enios are launching a project to produce raw materials for tires from used tires. They'll break down used tires to produce petrochemicals, which will then be used for synthetic tire production. The hope is to start large-scale trial production by 2030. Mobility is becoming electric, connected, and autonomous, just like the manufacturing world. But we'll always be one thing, a reliable partner for our customers. Anytime you can reduce friction in the powertrain or drivetrain in a vehicle, you make it more efficient. With electric cars, that means they get more range. So Scheffler developed a wheel bearing, which attaches to the wheel hub, that uses a triple row ball bearing set. It's specifically designed for electric powertrains. Even though there are three rows of bearings, it's the same size as standard two row bearings. It's also lighter and can transmit 50% more torque. Scheffler says that switching to triple-row ball bearings results in a 0.7% reduction in electricity consumption in the EPA's FTP75 test procedure. That's the EPA test that determines EV range, or fuel economy for cars with IC engines. Gathering vehicle data is way easier than it used to be. At the Mercedes-Benz Museum is a display highlighting what's dubbed the measuring car which was first used in 1960. The vehicle was modified to hold all kinds of testing equipment, which was big and heavy, along with two wicker chairs for engineers to sit in. It was then attached to a lead car via a cable that's up to 30 meters or nearly 100 feet long. That way the lead car could transmit data back to the measuring car without the big heavy equipment having an impact on the data. It was able to transmit 14 measured values, like suspension data, all at once to the measuring car, so engineers could see if changes to a vehicle were performing as intended. And it sure does give a new meaning to vehicle-to-vehicle -vehicle communication. And a quick correction here. Yesterday we reported that Boya was the first state-owned Chinese car company to start selling cars in Europe. And several of you sharp-eyed viewers pointed out that SEIC or the Shanghai Automotive Industry Company, has been selling cars in Europe under the MG brand. And thanks for catching that. When it comes to EVs at Ford, the Mach-E and Lightning are grabbing all the headlines, but an equally important EV for Ford doesn't come with a blacked-out grille or a frunk. Our colleague Chad Kirchner from EVPulse.com got some seat time in the electric version of the Transit and shared this report. We're here in Northern California with Ford to learn all about Ford's first commercial electric vehicle, the 2022 Ford e-Transit. 
The E-Transit is part of a greater Ford Pro initiative to make it easier for buyers to electrify their fleets and control their costs. Just like the normal Transit, the 2022 Ford E-Transit is available in three different lengths and three different roof heights, meaning there are no configuration sacrifices to going fully EV. Because the batteries are located in the floor, the cargo van has up to 488 cubic feet of capacity and up to 3,800 pounds of payload. Ford claims up to 126 miles of range depending on roof height and length. E-Transit can charge up to 150 kilowatts, charging from 15% to 80% in approximately 34 minutes. If you're watching this as already a Transit customer, whether it's personal or whether it's a commercial, you're probably wondering what that experience is like when the platform is electrified. Yes, all of the EV-centricness is here. Instant torque when you put your foot down, regenerating electricity when you let off the accelerator or when you brake. But the biggest takeaway that I have is that it is a Transit. It drives like a gas or diesel transit that you've already experienced, um, which means that it has a very car-like driving experience, even on one of these longer wheelbase, higher roof models like we're in. Yes, it's electrified, but you can replace your current transit with this with very little additional cost other than replacing the vehicle. Your next question is likely going to be, where am I gonna charge it? For some business owners, it may be something as simple as a couple of level two chargers at their office or at their work. It could also be building an entire custom depot with DC fast charging as well as level two charging. The key element though is the management software that comes with it. It speaks to the power company so it understands when the cheapest electricity is and will control when your vans are charging to save you the most amount of money by using the least amount of electricity that you need to use while still maintaining no downtime with your fleets. The e-transit cutaway starts at just under $45,000. A high roof extended wheelbase cargo van starts at almost $54,400. And for the full report on this van, click the link in the transcript or description box or look for the EV Pulse channel on YouTube. But that brings us to the end of today's show. Thanks for watching and have a great weekend. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over the air engineering, boost your game. And by Scheffler, we pioneer motion. Wards is the industry leader for news, data, and analysis. That's why companies across the globe subscribe to our premium service, maybe even your own. Log in for subscriber access now. Check your company's intranet for details and rely on wardsauto.com to keep you informed.